Good evening and welcome to TC and J. Last night, my uh, daughter had a dance recital, and uh, the families all kind of brought, like, we, um, Megan's mom was kind enough to bring her flowers as, like, a congratulations kind of thing. And so everyone in the audience had, you know, some kind of uh, gift for the, uh, the, the, the dancing children. And the family in front of me, underneath their seat, uh, had a big old box of cookies. And the whole time, I was just thinking about what would happen if they come to the end of the show and reach down and there's just no box and no cookies. <laughs> and you've got chocolate all over your face. I think I could handle it so that I, I don't think I, I don't think I'd be caught. First of all, no one suspects such an audacious crime. I don't know. I guess I've never really like fully observed your eating habits, but I know that I'm <laughs> I'm in this is not really about you, it's more about me. I'm in the 99th percentile of quiet eaters. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <clears throat> yeah, I mean People say you shouldn't hit your kids, but if you get backhanded at the dinner table enough, <laughs> yeah. uh, it will work. It will work. Although my brother, to prove that it doesn't work, um, although he may have had some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Just some like behavioral re-engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, we both eat really fast. So yeah, I don't see just that, think it's that, but that's he does. where I stand out. I'm an exceptionally quick eater, and I always took it to be because at Excel we were required to be done with the meal in 30 minutes. But then I started hanging out with other people from Excel post Excel, and they were all like, "Wow, man, you eat fast." So I yeah. guess it's just me. So I think yeah, my brother, obviously Marine Corps, they make you eat, they make you do everything fast. Yeah. Um, but I always just I don't know. I feel like it's because almost every time I eat, I'm fucking starving. <laughs> yeah. But I do eat, I, I still think I'm a stealth eater. But for a normal person, you might have to consider that as part of the, uh, the exhibition of evidence. See, I think, the, I think the fact that I could, I mean, we're talking about... I, I of course, think, there's, there's music playing. Yeah, exactly. There's music playing. The attention's elsewhere. That's your big advantage. And then my big advantage is the eating fast. You know, like we're talking about a, yeah. a small window in which I can be caught. I think our biggest concern here is probably not so much the actual sounds of you eating. Um, by the way, I fucking hate the word nosh. Doesn't yeah, that just sure. reek of like a Vanity Fair profile? You'd, uh, I don't know if you'd ever said that to me, but I, I knew in my bones that you did hate yeah, that word. Yeah, that's, that's no good. As Kate Winslet noshed on a pear salad. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think the real concern would be after you got like let's assume a box is like eight i think as cookie two meets its maker laughter of a maniacal nature is primarily my concern i would you know i i can i can keep a low profile that's no problem i just think about the confusion when you pull off a crime like that it might be it might be too much like you might just don't Like, there's no way that uh, this family, like, you know, goes to feel around for the cookies at the end. It's like, oh, man, I'll bet the guy behind us ate them all. Well, I mean, the list of uh, options for what happened is pretty short, and that's on it. Yeah, I just, I don't even, I I, I think that they're much more likely to land on, I have no idea what happened. They might go first to, we didn't check the box before we left. We just, you might have to leave one. Yeah, I think or if like you, two, just so that they can be like, oh, there was some weight in this box, but we didn't see that there were only two and not eight. I think it's all better. It's more full mystery if you just uh, eat every cookie and then like kind of fold the. Bo- I think I could fit the box in my pocket if it didn't have any cookies in it. Okay, but uh, so you're going with that? We forgot the cookies in the car, or just like God took them. You know, I, I just want them no, left no. with no answers. I, I, no, I want us to think about this practically because we're on the verge of an I think you should leave sketch. <laughs> Where the dad stands up and starts yelling like, block the doors. <laughs> <laughs> no one's leaving. <laughs> um, so I know you've been thinking about 9-11 a lot. Mm-hmm, that's true. 
I'm sure that that's going to be the bulk of today's podcast in one form or fashion. Nah, now nah, I got a wild card for you. Okay, good. So I'll do 9-11 this week. Please. So I can't remember if I told you this. I think I did at some point that I've been listening to a lot of the first 50 Cent album or the first like major release. That's nice. Maybe it's because my high school reunion is coming up. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Okay. Uh, but it came out the year I graduated. And mm-hmm. it was like, that was the only thing until um, College Dropout came out. Uh, but I've just been thinking a lot about how the geopolitical space would have developed differently, just how the world would have developed differently and all the different permutations of what would have happened if like Eminem says in track three, patiently waiting, um, Shady Records was 80 seconds away from them towers and cowards fuck with the wrong building they meant to hit ours. Wow, what a claim. So, I mean, <laughs> if you just sort of, Okay, so my thought is that, you know, there would be an inverse relationship. Now, granted... I just think that they probably didn't know... Like, they, I, I don't think they were aware of Eminem. If they had been, I could see them being upset enough to do that. No, I, yeah, but I'm saying in this scenario, they did. Okay, um, so obviously there's a lot of people, a lot of my friends, uh, signed up for the military for not because of 9-11. Now, I've always wondered, seems like a lot of those guys were probably going to the military because it's a good job. And if you're a certain, I was going to say a certain type of person, but really if you're like, you know, my buddy, my roommate in college, fellow receiver in high school, he's like a brilliant dude, but he's also um, like a... He's, I was going to say a maniac, but he's a controlled maniac. And he was like a chemistry major. And the military was a very good job for him. Like he did the same thing my brother did. He was an officer, he was a lieutenant, kept going up. And now he's like in logistics for a, like a trucking company. Okay. I think they're a type of people that that's I, like a I was pretty good job would, for. Sorry, I, I was just thinking you would say that I, as far as I knew, he was still in it. And boy, if he was, he's like couple years away from pension yeah and i think i don't know the whole backstory i'll probably hear it here in a couple weeks he kind of got dicked around on some stuff at least according to him which he's someone i'm inclined to believe which it might have been like a didn't want to move his family a fifth time yeah anyways the point i'm trying to make is a lot of people signed up for the military uh because of Mm 9-11 that number would have been tenfold had Al-Qaeda struck shady records in 2003. Yeah, yeah. That sounds and, right to me. And the federal, you know, the government, at least the the public response, you know, would have been like, oh, that's bad, but we don't, well, what do you want us to do? And they would have had like a, fuck me, very, very ready to get to the bottom of this and to root out this evil. I mean, right? if they weren't I, willing to, I think we would have taken it into our own hands. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like we could have just, you know, if George Bush won't defend Eminem, I will. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think that there, that would have been the most the nation was ready for war since Pearl Harbor. It's at least among your fighting class. I mean, is Hawaii even a state? Yeah, right? I mean, I've Who never cares? been there. But I got, you know. I've been to the memorial and I don't care. I got care. Slaughterhouse in my headphones right now. That's right. And so, yeah, I think, I think there would have been a... <laughs> it would have been really interesting. And like... I've been imagining the scene in the school. Was the school in New Orleans? Which one? There were Bush Sorry, is you, reading. You cut out. Where Bush no, is Sarasota, reading? Sarasota, Florida. Sarasota, Florida. I'm imagining Mike Soroy's hometown. That, Maybe uh, he was reading to Mike. The official coming up to Bush and in his ear, like mid-book, he's like, we've just learned that all of Obi Trice's masters have been incinerated. Oh, no. <laughs> and Bush is like, are you... <laughs> Are you? It's gone. Yeah, it's just gone. Maybe that was his involvement. He bargained with uh, Bin Laden to move it a couple blocks away. Yeah, right. Like, look, there are two centers of culture in this country right now. One is, you know, obviously the financial market's always in play, but Paul Rosenberg's office is the other one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people signed up because of nine eleven. I would be interested in just, you know, if someone could give me a, a break out of the numbers, I think that Not Afraid probably equally big. 
in terms of getting people to be troops. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, even that, like... You telling me I can just go and, like, listen to this song, like, on full blast in the desert? Yeah, and again, you got to remember, like, if we're talking... Lose Yourself came out one year later. Mm -hmm. So, So we were still kind of, like... I don't know. It was first two album era, but it was it was definitely uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, two thousand one September of two thousand one. He's uh, you know, still on like he's he's still supporting Marshall Mathers LP, and that day, uh, Renegade comes out. He's at the That's absolute right. tip of the peak of his powers. That's right. Yeah, I I, I just I honestly think that it would have been the largest militia movement of all time. That's and right. I, I think I might have been right there. At, yeah, <laughs> I just turned eighteen. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, you know, I guess I just turned sixteen. I'm more thinking of when the war actually started. But now, ah, war actually started. Afghanistan is it? War? I don't know. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? I would have been ready to go. You're young and inexperienced. So I don't think you would have started out as the general, but I, I think you would have gotten there. You're a leader. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I would have been at the top of the top, but I would have been serving with some great men. Definitely. That's definitely <laughs> true. <laughs> that, that I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, Eminem. And I believe even in the first verse, 50 makes a 9-11 reference. Um, but that came out in February of 2003. Mm-hmm. And I don't know in retrospect, I don't, I feel like we were still pretty like, sensitive. we don't, not well, only that's sensitive, why yeah, he did yeah. it. I know, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But shout out to him for like, now the thing is, I'm going to say that our record office actually more important than the Twin Towers, who are, yeah, which a hard are time convincing me otherwise. D- dusty at this point. Probably still hot. Um, How do you explain yeah. that? What? Like, Months afterwards, they were hot. Like, I, they you know, would, whatever as I told you, I don't have a ton of explanation or or I'm too dumb to get into the physical part of it. Yeah, no. Although uh, I'm somewhat interested. I've, I've found out there's an expert in our midst. Yeah. Uh, Josh's autistic dad spent all of his time in the months following doing like uh, research, like just running the numbers on their home. Like he he ran an engineering firm. That's what his job yeah. was. Uh, and so they had like good engineering software. And it's just his dad and his uncle sitting there together. Like, you know, should have been home to their families hours ago, but they're still debating fucking. All right. So if this trust goes down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously they're they they call it a spectrum for a reason, but I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say that I'm going to say that 9/11 was like autistic people's 9/11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really it, it, you know, it gives you a lot to look at. If, it does. If, you, if you'd like to get spun up, the opportunity's there. <laughs> it does. Yeah, there's there's various you can become an expert on this, the 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 physical or i guess uh, engineering side of it someone else can i don't know spend their last few weeks potentially of unemployment that's <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, there there are a number of ways it can go so if it's just fallen down because of the fire created by the uh the airplane getting in there that is not generating enough heat to leave the metal still like piping right. hot months and months later. You'd need a nanothermite reaction to do that. Do you, you want to tell that me? Means. <laughs> yes, I but do I know have learned this buzz, buzzword. When we went there, uh, we visited New York uh, for Christmas in 2002. That's right. Yeah. Where the Sbarro fight happened. They pulled you away from Madden long enough to show you the wreckage? Uh, we went down there and at that point you could like go underground. Huh? Just thinking back, like that was really fucking weird because they had kind of started a memorial, but you know, that took a long time to build. Like you could still, you could still go downstairs into, you know, that building went, I don't know how many floors down, but Mm -hmm. it was not none. You know, and you could like and down, go down in one there. of those sub basements. A guy uh, testifies that a coworker of his came in with burns. How would he have burns down there unless there was an explosion in the sub basement? I don't know, man. 
I don't know, but I do know that I have this image in my, this is my memory of visiting uh, the Twin Towers after they fell. That like, so this is, you know, what, 15 months later, like a Burger King two blocks away was still covered in ash. Wow. Like the awning, you know, was still, I mean, it might've been a block away. I don't know, but it was visible from the side of the towers and it was just still covered. Let's step it up, Burger King. You can't get someone out there to water that down after like the next I day. Know. Corporate was cutting costs. They hit the financial sector. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, so as with uh, all the best IJB episodes, the other day I was uh shrooming and letting my mind wander and I said, Man, that uh that North Sentinel guy, he's something else, ain't he? The one who threw the spear at the drone? Well, the guy that... No, uh, did they have a drone? They were throwing shit at something. I mean, they threw it at helicopters. Are you talking about the guy that went there and they killed him? 100%. Yeah. What was John his name? John Chow. Okay. John Chow is his name. Um, I'm, dude, you know what? Honestly, I just had a moment that was very much uh, like Donovan's wife watching... A car chase. Mm-hmm. Where she's hey, just great news. praying that when they open the door that it's not a black person. I mean, I know that it's just, you know, the guy's from Alabama, but this guy looking like, I don't know, um, one of the Winklevoss uh, twins. That would hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> and news, also, he and also expected. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's. You know, it's like the uh, the Twiggy thing. You know, like you, yeah, you you know when you've heard a couple of the details, you're like, this doesn't feel good for me. Uh, but yeah, no, get, getting a son of Chinese immigrant, that's we just hit the jackpot. <laughs> we're we're absolved. <laughs> Never mind that all of the people uh, around him, like whispering in his ear, like. God is this real and you need to go do this. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're certainly not uh, Asian immigrants. Uh, I, I don't know how much that was really going on. It, it really seemed to be uh, born out of his heart. I've been reading about it a lot. Um, I also, in the course of my reading, found out that uh, Justin Lin, the uh, Fast and Furious director, yeah, uh, his next project, movie about John Chow. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch that. Um, but yeah, there's a uh, there's a couple different. The one that uh, specifically was optioned to be the Justin Lin movie is uh, The Last Days of John Allen Chow, which is a, a outside magazine feature piece. But there's also a, a New York Times, um, you know, just article with a lot more information about what's going on. And... Uh, I just wanted to read you, like, the beginning of the New York Times article is just nuts. <laughs> like, it's one of those things, I, I can't wait for the movie to come out. I'm hoping that, the, I, like, I saw a couple, like, uh, YouTube documentaries, and I'd, I'd probably like to watch them at some point. Um, but I, I don't think that there's any, like, big Netflix thing yet. I'm positive it's coming. Uh, and I can't wait, because it's one of those things where, like, everyone knows the headline, from what I have found out of the details, they make it much richer and deeper. Uh, just months before undertaking the most forbidding journey in his life as a young missionary in a to a remote Indian Ocean island, John Allen Chow was blindfolded and dropped off on a dirt road in a remote part of Kansas. After a long walk, he found a mock village in the woods inhabited by missionaries dressed in odd thrift store clothes, pretending not to understand a word, he said. His role was to preach the gospel. The others were supposed to be physically aggressive. Some came at him with fake spears, speaking gibberish. It was part of an intensive and somewhat secretive three-week missionary training camp. Uh, it's called uh, All Nations. It's in it's in Kansas. That's fucking awesome. They, they just, like, could you just imagine this fucking Kansas white being like, <laughs> 
like that's amazing yeah dude and he he does this they there's a, one of the quotes in here is like this was our top guy this was a special missionary yeah and imagining him going through all and like whenever you see all this stuff it's like that that is the most specific thing uh like him you know spending his time doing that but uh this was a decade or more of like thinking about it, like going, you know, in that area to like kind of get a lay of the land, try and meet the right people. And then, you know, he's got to go back to America. And then he comes back like this was so like he did so much to prepare. He tried so hard. And then he fucking lands on the shore dead. But I mean, he's a pretty young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're saying that like that other people had done the recon and just kind of gathered a a dossier for him? No, he was in like middle school or elementary school the first time someone told him that the place existed and Mm. since then had been like percolating. Like he, this was like the way that like childhood dreams are, you know, like I'm sure. Yeah. You know, we all had our thing whenever we were in like sixth or seventh grade that we were like, this is my, pur- I've, I've come to understand for the first time that we're supposed to have a purpose and I don't want to have a lame answer. So I've picked one and this is mine. Yeah. We, no, his- nothing, no, nothing lame, but <laughs> busting wedges. That's and, right. A DKR. Yeah. 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 No, it's a good purpose. Uh, and, uh, I, I don't know, man, like it's just, uh, it just it, it captures my imagination. Like it's something that you really can get uh, spun up on when you're doing some quiet meditation with yourself, because uh, it's it's just the full gamut of the the human experience. Like you do love the uh, the thirst for the thirst for adventure, the spirit, you know, the uh, attempt to mean something, to have a positive impact on other people's lives. He he absolutely believed he was changing it from those people going to hell to the to them going to heaven, and that's absolutely wonderful. What you know, what better can you do? Um, but then, like on the other hand, the like incredible myopia, the like he definitely understood all of the concerns about uh, you could give these people diseases that will wipe out the entire tribe. And he's just like, I don't give a fuck. It's it's that big a deal. Um, Well, I mean, I can tell you in his mind, he's thinking if they convert beforehand, so be it. Yeah, yeah, it's good news. Soul collector. You get to go meet Jesus. Man, I cannot, it's, it's unfortunate. Because it would be too big of a story for gemstones to cover. But Kelvin leading the training camp. (laughs) Oh, God. That'd be so good. And I know Kansas, that's a different type of evangelical. But in my mind, you know, basically. They could do something with it. The, what was it called? What was the God, the God squad, like being training. Yeah. And in fact, really, somehow I would like a storyline where, uh, Danny McBride has wiggled himself into a situation where the only way he can get out of it is to go to Sentinel Island. So he has to be the one to train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. That scene has to be in the movie. That scene has to be the opening of the movie. Like they can shoot back after that if they need to, but the opening of the movie needs to be, you know, him running doing, through the Kansas woods is yeah, some guy doing, from fucking Olathe is, where he's got a a bulletproof bible (laughs) yeah 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 that's Um, amazing that yeah died doing what he loved you probably read about these parts because it's just in the wikipedia but the funniest thing that jumps out to me well this is all honestly hilarious it's a very Um, funny story (laughs) 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 Uh, that he tried speaking to them in a language spoken in Southern Africa, after which they often fell silent. Other attempts to communicate ended with them bursting into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, they just roasting him. It's a nuts place. <laughs> like, uh, there, the, there's another group of natives in, like, on another island that have a word in their language for North Sentinel Island. So, like, it's definitely something, you know hundreds of years back that's in their experience. Like they, they came from the same group and split off at some point. 
And uh, I think this is like 1800s. There were British explorers that took those people to North Sentinel Island and was like, you know, tell him this. And uh, they had nothing. They, they, they couldn't understand a fucking word. So there's no one, no one outside of North Sentinel Island that understands how to speak to people from North Sentinel Island. And you know what? Think about this. Those people are there right now. Absolutely. Like whatever time it is there, I got no idea. But like they're doing whatever they do at that time. How many are there? Like a couple hundred? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. And so they're just doing whatever they, as you're listening to this, there are people in an island that has only in the last century been touched by uh, a very spirited fellow from Alabama and they promptly murdered him and they're there right now. And they didn't hear about much from him, you know? Uh, no. They, they've got no idea about Eminem or 9-11. Right. Everything you can think of. Yeah, this, this was their 9-11. <laughs> they had to yeah. respond to... Um, no, it's... Uh, you know, the weird thing from a theological standpoint is... And I don't pretend to understand these things. There are too many... Uh, splinter offshoots i don't know but i remember it being explained to me i believe i've told you this before that uh when i was interning for my uncle's logistics firm there were two really big days that stood out uh and one of the days was when i got there at 8 a.m and there was an ar on uh the chair where i sat and That's we went intense. to the we went to the shooting range over at like 635 i think it was 635 in luna and shot for like 4 hours and it was fucking awesome that does sound nice and the other thing was he took me to lunch one time and he was pretty religious but not in a uh, lispy like ed young way mm -hmm. he was a he was a bad fucking ass Let's just, I'll just say that. I mean, I don't, I'm not friendly with the guy now, but he was, he was a, yeah. And he, but he was also a really smart guy. Um, and he explained it to me as that he was putting an anchor around my neck and that people who haven't heard the word don't have the anchor. Cause you know, that was a very standard question for me when I was like 20 was what about the guy in China that, is as virtuous as this friend I have, who's like the best person I'd ever met and was really religious. And I remember being like, well, what about that guy? And they're like, well, it depends. If, have they heard or not? Yeah. If that's the case, then John's really fucking him. Yeah. Although I imagine I that's not why you know, there's no consensus on seemingly anything as is natural. Yeah, that's right. But I, I would bet that if you dug a little deeper into uh, what your uncle is saying is that uh, they're just not going to hell. It's not mm -hmm. that they are going to heaven. I and believe that's correct. Heaven's much better than purgatory. Yeah. So John just wants to, just wants to give him that shot. Um, I was reading about other similarly remote islands. There's uh, – and I don't know, you know, I, I – it. Because what I was thinking initially, like, this is a media thing. Surely there's actually a couple of these, like, but just no one tried to, you know, proselytize to them. So we're, we haven't gotten any big stories about it. And kind of, but not really. Like, it, it, does, it does appear that North Sentinel is, uh, is, is pretty unique. Um, you know, and like, even like uh, the other islands that are inhabited in that area um like they just haven't been as aggressive about killing people that come anywhere near them and so you know westerners showed up in enough numbers that their populations collapsed pretty quickly uh you know just like you're not going to survive the contact with disease yeah um and so you know i mean they they exist they're there but it's just it's yeah it's a different deal um man there was one uh, just reading about other times that uh, the Sentinelese has had brushes with people from the outside. There was, I think, 80s, uh, a boat that got wrecked on coral, uh, like offshore. 
And they, uh, they were just, the people in the wreck were like hanging out for a day, like waiting for the rescuers to come or whatever. Like, you know, they were launching boats. It took a while. It's hard to, you know, sail, whatever. Um, and, uh, they, they're like looking through their binoculars at the shore and they're like, I think those boys are making rafts over there. You guys need to hurry the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, they, they then did get some helicopters in there, air, airlifted them out of there. And, uh, it's understood that the tips of the spears now were just them looting the boat. Like the, the, these people now have some amount of metal that they just got from, you know, scavenging what they from, could. From stripping a busted ship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were some Indian dudes in 2006 that uh, were fishermen that uh, got too close, wrecked. Uh, they were dead quick. There were there are some Indian researchers that have been slightly successful at the general kind of thing that John was trying to do. And surely he was like, I'm going to be them, not the fishermen that got killed immediately of like that. They would uh, I think they would just drop a bunch of coconuts and then like while the Sentinelese are like uh, grabbing the coconuts. So like, hi, you know, because John tried that like he tried like the if I give them gifts, they won't feel threatened kind of thing mm-hmm. um and uh you, you know you know how it went um but yeah you know i mean i'm sure you know like any group of people it's like there's the aggressive ones uh within the group and there's the non-aggressive ones and i guess that you know these indian researchers had had enough uh success with getting the uh the non-aggressive ones um but they they stopped doing it pretty quickly there was just no point you know like they're so like what are you gonna do you can't speak with them like they don't know your language without knowing, without having like any idea there. It's like, you, know, I, you just, anything that's going to give you enough opportunities with them to like generate a shared understanding is going to expose them to so much disease. Like I just, there's, you know, I, I think that this will probably exist in the perpetuity. Like I can't imagine a way that this ends. So yeah, I mean it's it's hard to imagine anything existing into foreverland, but the fact that it's made it this far is pretty incredible. Yeah, I just saw the first link here on uh, on his Wikipedia page is a post on uh, CovenantJourney.org. Mm-hmm. You're gonna love this. The tone, just as through a quick skim here, is one of. Uh, Ironically, indignation at the indigenous. Mm. Uh, This is a doozy. Even when the island was devastated by an earthquake and a tsunami, the Sentinelese shot arrows at helicopters and boats, bringing humanitarian relief. Like, Jesus Christ, these people. (laughs) Why why don't they understand? And then uh, I like this one. Uh, and that was a wild episode. Like the that big tsunami in 2004. Um, I think Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, no. His was Twitter era. So, no. I think uh, like relocated all of the fish. Like they're, they're like normal fishing grounds. Like, mm. you know, they, they had like a little part, like just all the fish left it. And so there was real questions of like, are they all going to die now? Um, like on Montanui. They uh, they adapted. Yes, yes, exactly. You got it. <laughs> uh, further from this article, um, in their efforts to, and this is in quotes, protect the Sentinelese from outside visitors, the Indian government has essentially treated North Sentinel as a sovereign land. Well, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's what that's what they. <laughs> And then uh, let's see. It is nuts. Like uh, if you, if I just asked you in a vacuum without this story, and I was like, if someone just murders someone, like no self-defense, like just murders, should a government ever like uh, accept that? I, I think that some people would be like, nah, you gotta, you gotta prosecute all open air murders. Yeah, some people might, but other people might say that we have a stand your ground situation where the concept of property is open to interpretation. I mean, people are trying to apply it way beyond someone's trying to get into your house. So if their concept of property right is all of us own all of this 
and you show up there. I really want a dream scenario where Greg Abbott has to weigh in on this. Yeah, like probably from a, stand your, from a stand your ground. But the next one, right? Like somehow, yeah. somehow he's standing there at his desk. I don't know. The other yeah, he option, does love stand your ground, but he also surely loves Christian missionaries. Ooh, tough spot. Tough spot. I mean, let's be honest, they would have to be non-Christian missionaries, which I don't know totally exist, but they'd have to be uh, people trying to proffer a faith that was not his. You do just never see, uh, you know, the Muslim boys showing up to North Sentinel Island being like, let me tell you about my my good Lord Allah. No, it doesn't. It seems to be pretty... Pretty confined to one strand of one particular faith. The only other real solution here is if possibly one of one of the people there on the island, one of the North Sentinelese, their dad is Tim Allen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You think that could be a major? That's if we were uh, to find that out. Such a stunning film. <laughs> I saw it so many times. The 90s fucking rocked, man. Yeah. What a, like just the pitch meeting, dude. All right. Uh, so you've got like a relationship with a researcher. Yeah. That's what it was, right? Yeah. She was on the, she, yeah, she was like a ethnographer or uh, something. Yeah. And then she <laughs> passed away. It's got to be, right? Like, like she passes away and they're like, what are we going to do with this kid? Oh, well, his dad is alive. Well, the problem is there were two of these movies. I'm clearly thinking Jungle to Jungle, but there's another That's one. That's what with, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, there's another one with JTT, I think. Who's Who plays the boy in the Jungle to Jungle? See, people always forget this. His name is Sam Huntington. Sam Huntington? Yeah. Uh... Okay, so basically the gist of it was uh, obviously, you know, he's he was classic 90s stock guy. And he needs a divorce from his wife who had left him a long time ago. She works at this, at this national park in Venezuela, and he has to go there. I actually remember the scene of him arriving on the boat <laughs> to yes. get her to sign divorce papers. Because that's something you have to do. This poster when, is so fucking good. I know. It really is. This <laughs> <Just> Tim <laughs> Allen with a, a kind of blank look on his face, clutching an arrow between his teeth with a like native headdress. Okay. See, there's two of them. Because even the one I'm looking at is also great because it's Tim Allen with New York City as the backdrop. And he's wearing his dumb money suit. But he is affixed to the Wall Street street sign by what appears to be an anaconda. That's and amazing. Kid, and the kid is sitting next to him uh, in full garb. Because um, New York kind of is a jungle. That's the important thing that the filmmakers want you to understand. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh his name's fucking Mimi Siku, dude. I remember that for sure, Mimi Siku. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. me too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't ever happen, <clears throat> but we might need to go back and watch this movie. 100%. <clears throat> yeah, I Disney remember, makes like, it so you you can't do uh, Alamo, right? Yeah. Disney won't give it up? That sucks. That would be perfect. Is that part of the vault? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's part of the vault. Yeah, it's fucking vault. Yeah, and I remember that the new girlfriend that he was trying to marry, like his his trophy wife, she like hated Mimi Siku. She did hate Mimi Siku. You know, because they had moved a fucking child who was raised in the jungle into their high rise. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell me if you remember this part of the plot. So while uh, Tim Allen is there, he promises to take his son to New York City when he's a man. And then that night, they do the the ceremony to make him a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like right away. They're like, oh, dude, you don't understand. We can just do that whenever. The tribal, uh, the tribal elder gives him a special task 
to bring fire from the Statue of Liberty in order to become the next chief. That's right. That's right. Uh, oh my god. It's such a good movie. And that's uh that was definitely like uh, entry one in making me feel insecure that my parents weren't divorced. Yeah. There was yeah, just no. so much stuff about like, here's how to deal with divorce. And I was like, this is weird. I'm not dealing with divorce, right? Yeah. No, you're definitely right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that, j- that kid just kind of looks like JTT. He does. I, I thought I've, there was a chance that it was JTT. <laughs> about the jungle uh i swear there's another one i mean you could just look through jtt's uh work at that point but it's going to be hard because there's going to be so many entries prolific he was working prolific dude what's he up to uh hopefully there's some kind of uh mark maron somewhere right wouldn't you love to hear mark maron with jtt I would. I would. And I don't really know that I've ever heard of him being like an addict. No, no. You know, you like it if it's just, yeah. I'm sure that if you dig into the details, it's terrible because that's how, that's how it goes. But like. But then you would know. Yeah. You know, some people just have PR firms that are better at keeping it out or something. I don't fucking, you know, I don't know. Uh, But hopefully it's just. He had that life. He decided that he that it was a little too much for him. He's made enough money. He's just going to live out his days in Montana. You know how I ended up on his Wikipedia page re- recently? I would love to know. He, because I can't remember. I think I was looking possibly at, uh, my brother was telling me about the high school that Griff went to. His buddy who was kicked around the league for a decade. Mm-hmm. Shamanad. Yeah. That's where he went, and that's where JTT went. Wow. Yeah. Along with uh, Kevin Pillar. Uh, I know it's a big, big yeah, deal, a, Shamanad. Most, most of these appear like, you know, mostly spare. Uh, Logan Paulson. He's, one of his first credits is uh, in In Living Color, he played Macaulay Culkin. Interested. Yeah. Uh, he was in a movie called Wild America in 1997 with like Devin Sawa, but it doesn't look like a, well, maybe it is a comedy. It just looks darker. I don't think I ever, I don't know that I ever saw that movie, but yeah, dude, it says here that after Man he graduated, feels like something that I've watched. I'm going to put yeah. that one up as a possible. Yeah, you're probably right. What year was that? Uh, 1995. Okay. With Chevy Chase. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Shamanad, and then he went to, uh, so he graduated Shamanad at normal time, like mm-hmm. went back to high school. Congratulations. Went to Harvard. Whoa. Studied philosophy and history, and then graduated from Columbia with a grad degree. Now he's just living the good life? I guess so. Good for fucking him, man. A true success story. Makes me want to talk to him more. You think we can talk to him? Probably not. But he's Probably 41. Not. Yeah, I know. We're old, man. I just assumed he was my age, which I guess, like, looking back, obviously he wasn't. But Well, that was the thing. I used to be big on that um, when I was basically like a, an incel before it was cool. And, like, all the girls, like, really liked him. <laughs> I don't know that it's ever been cool. <laughs> I don't know. The boys are having a day. Although I do, I do it enjoy. It doesn't look like they are. I do enjoy. Uh, it was probably a month ago. There was a thread of like, maybe you saw it. I don't know. I didn't dig. Of like one of their captains had sex, and it was a fucking. They had a melt. The community was in shambles. Yeah, that would be devastating. Mm-hmm. Devastating. Yeah. That's a uh, that that is one of the like uh, dynamics that people will cite as like why these communities end up in you know like uh, going around stabbing a bunch of people is the people like at the dawn of the internet whenever these like first start out it's like normal enough and then all the people who do fuck leave 
Yeah. So like you're just left with the absolute fucking dregs and they're talking to each other, like working each other up about like, this is so fucked up that no one fucks us. We should kill them. Yeah. I mean, I think this, this happens well, to a lesser extent, but I think of like American history X, you know? Yeah. Like people who, I mean, obviously racism is a considerably more widespread, but. Yeah. And anyone who gets it just kind of leaves. They're like, ah, yeah. this is kind of dumb. I'm just going to hang out with other people. Which, like in any human uh, behavior, makes you dig in more. Because somewhere deep down, you know that person's right. Even if you don't know that you know that. Yeah. But your response to it is to be like, see? They're picking people off left and right. And you just get more mad. It's really amazing how little even Wikipedia knows about what Jonathan Taylor Thomas has done since 2010. I'm saying... Uh, but he, my point was going to be about the incel thing was just sorry, sorry, was, sorry. Well, real quick, when I was a kid, I knew that he was older. Like it was in magazines. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, okay, I understand. You're in love with him. We're 11. He's fucking 15. Okay. How am I supposed to compete with that? Yeah. He's, he's four or five years older than we are. And you guys are all lusting after him. How can you can't hold up another eleven year old? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. You that are, was the whole point, by the way. Yeah, no, and uh, every I feel like the incel thing for males is like, the, like of all the things where like people who do reprehensible stuff, you have a chance to like try to empathize and like connect with what's making them angry. Like I feel like every male has the opportunity. You know, like there's. All of, you know, you didn't get born having sex. There was a time before you had sex. And during that time, I feel like it's a pretty universal experience that there was some moments where you're like, it's probably just not going to happen. <laughs> like, like when you're 11, it seems impossible. Yeah. That like, <laughs> certainly any girl right now, you know, like, I, I guess, you know, you're like, probably eventually it'll happen. But boy, the odds seem steep. <laughs> Yeah, and because I don't know how it was for you, but I never considered like a uh, sexual relationship a component of marriage. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. Because like you see that everyone's married, but you're like, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, it should be obvious enough to you. I don't know the fact that you exist, that everybody's fucking at some point, but it doesn't. You're like, no, that's not, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, this Shamanade. Alumni list is nuts. For a high school? Yeah. <coughs> Bill O'Reilly and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. About the that. The two greats. Um, but yeah, just uh, I, I'd started to make a point about um, other remote islands and uh, had not closed the loop on that one. Um, I was first to quibble. Uh, all of the lists, I read several lists of uh, Sentinel-like islands. All of them list uh, North Brother Island, an island in the East River near, uh, or, you know, it's within the bounds of New York City. And uh, they're trying to make it sound so much wilder than it is. It's, it was like a sanitarium, you know, like they used it for a lot of like, uh, we're putting the uh, less desirables of our group here. Uh, Typhoid Mary was quarantined there. The, I'm sure you've heard the name Typhoid Mary, but are you familiar at all with Typhoid Mary? I was doing some reading about Typhoid Mary. Was she a military nurse? No, she was a cook, like a, she would like a chef for uh, rich families in New York City, and she was a carrier, uh, but asymptomatic carrier of uh, typhoid, and refused to stop cooking. Just stacking bodies? <laughs> yes, dude. Uh, like had several deaths tied to her. I think she got like 70 people sick with typhoid or something like that. Uh, and so they, they quarantined her. They were like, you're going to keep giving these people typhoid. You got to stop. Uh, and then they let her back out. And I, I think she just kept cooking. I got to look at this. But then they, they quarantined her they again. Her. Like the Chipino must have been... <laughs> Uh, there's no way they knew when they hired her. It's back long enough ago. Like this was like decades after this, people were still doing the like, uh, 
I'm going to molest some kids in this town, get found out, get fired, move to a town 10 miles away and keep doing it. That's true. But I just have to figure like in New York City, even 100 years ago, that the word got around that one, you're not going to believe this bread. And two, you might die. Maybe not. Upon her release, she was given a job as a laundry worker, which paid less than cooking. Um, she wounded her arm and became infected, meaning she could not work for six months. After several unsuccessful years, she started cooking again. She used fake surnames like Breshoff or Brown and took jobs as a cook against the explicit instructions of health <laughs> authorities. She started working at the Sloan Hospital for Women. Soon, 25 people were infected and two died. <laughs> Soon. Uh, the, I, yeah. Uh, the head obstetrician called someone and asked them to help in the investigation. The guy inv identified uh, Typhoid Mary from the servant's verbal descriptions and also by her handwriting. She fled, but police were able to find and arrest her. It took her. To, um, she was returned to quarantine on North Brother Island. The uh, little is known about her life during the second quarantine. That's because there was no one around, brother. She remained on North Brother for more than 23 years. Authorities gave her a private one-story cottage. Um, she was allowed to take day trips to the mainland. Uh, but yeah, she lived out the rest of her life. <laughs> she just, they, like, once they were like, we can't trust you to stop fucking cooking. They were just we like, you don't get to go. We have to pause for like one second. Okay. If we're going to do five more minutes. I forgot my charger and I'm about to die. Okay. Cool. Rather than uh, just, you know, cutting you off short. Do you think, uh, do you think she was fucking? I don't know. I'm going to bet not. Cause oh, I, come on now. That's not. I feel like ladies can turn it off. Smart. I want to say that's extremely sexist, but I also... I mean, there's obviously differences between the sexes. And, I, like, I'm not saying all... But, like, we all know. It's a different deal. The thing that made me most confident of it must be... A, like, you walk around living life as a dude, and you're like, this is obviously a different deal. I mean, just look, there's, there's no ladies raping, okay? Uh, and you just... Uh, Whatever people will go trans the f to m trans there's they've been accounts that they're like i didn't know it was like this like it's fucking nuts hey welcome to our prison <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> uh no i guess i'm just thinking you know that's a long time it is a long time uh, but and i'm not again i'm not saying this out of like disgust because i mean i don't know i don't know life but definitely didn't seem like my grandparents were making love because they were certainly not in love mm -hmm. they slept in separate rooms you know yeah yeah so i don't know it's it's she, she didn't seem happy and neither did he which i think is i mean some people go their whole lives just uh virgining it up you know not a lot of people, but there's definitely people who die without having had sex. Like the guitar player in the church camp band. Uh-huh. I don't remember that. So no, I, I, it sounds like a personal story, but I don't recall it. The first church camp I went to where I smoked pot for the first time when I was, I think, 13, um, there was like this really hot guy on the guitar. And in, in retrospect, hindsight, he probably sucked at guitar. No, it's all know. pretty basic major chord progressions. I don't really remember any blistering solos, but he was legitimately like a sensual uh, casting version of like a youth group guy at that time. Mm -hmm. Kind of crossed with like the guitar player from The Used. Mm -hmm. And that was like his, that, his testimony was meant to mean more because he could have anyone. Sure. Which was an odd implication. And he said he was never going to have sex. Uh, he's. I don't remember if it was never, but it was definitely. I mean, the guy was probably twenty-five. Mm -hmm. It was an odd implication that uh, he could have anyone, considering the people that were swooning after him were all thirteen. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I do. 
yeah, I guess I guess I do know. Um, but yeah, so Typhoid Mary on yeah. North Brother Island. Uh, that one doesn't count. Well, they're they're always like uh, they're they're really hyping up the spooky aspects of it. And then you're like, well, how come no one can go? Is it because she got the island so fucking infected? No, it's just a bird sanctuary. Mm. They're just like, got to have somewhere to put birds in New York City. So like, let's fucking leave this. Let's just like give them this little thing. I think there's a bunch of structures on there that are falling down. It's just one of those deals of like, probably be easier if we just left it to the fucking birds. Like, and it's, it's not important, you know, like it's a fucking tiny speck of land in the east river they're they're gonna be fine without it so like it's it's not like it, it just feels like they're all trying to say like you no one goes there because it's too fucking haunted it's just a bird sanctuary i'm gonna at least put in the call that elon musk will buy this place at some point <laughs> it'd be great if his lair was <laughs> north brother island and every time he walks out there's just a bird on his arm <laughs> yes yes um and then uh the other one that was really intriguing to me is there's a uh, an island of uh hawaii that i believe it's something like the seventh largest island it's a you know it's it's a, it's a decent island of hawaii uh where in the 1800s some rich lady paid what is even today i think like the modern equivalent of like a hundred seventy thousand dollars to the <laughs> king of hawaii and uh just bought one of the Hawaiian islands and uh, she uh, made some kind of agreement with him that subsequent generations of her family have taken very seriously that uh, they needed to maintain the uh, traditional Hawaiian lifestyle. And so just if, if like there's two brothers now that run the deal, uh, but they, uh, you know, so they, they'll visit occasionally and like their guests can go. If you're like super rich, you can go hunting here. Um, but it's pretty much just, you know, the, the descendants of the people who were there whenever they bought the island are left to live in essentially the same fashion that they were when they bought the island. There's like, some of them have like television sets, but like there's no fucking reception or anything like you if, if you got if you got a good home vhs collection you can watch it there but i i you know i mean i guess that implies there's some electricity and what is the ethnicity of these people are they they're not hawaiian they're hawaiian oh, okay they bought it and okay oh no the the people who bought it no 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 they're they're fucking they're whites and they just bought it and left they go there and there are people there who are hawaiian and that's it I don't know how often they go there. I mean, I, I don't know. It didn't like, you know, you can see it on the map and I'm, I guess it's small enough that I feel like if there were a giant ass mansion, you'd be able to kind of, you know, I mean, you can see giant ass mansions on uh, Google maps, obviously you can see my house. I don't see any houses that look like, uh, I mean, I, I just don't see fucking anything. It's just mostly uninhabited. Um, but, uh, the, one of the like kind of dynamics here is there's no military stationed on the island, but they have like, a some amount of use of like a, a mountain range on the thing that I believe is part of like a missile defense system. So the government pays them tens of millions of dollars for the use of this as part of our, you know, like Hawaii is important strategically because it's kind of the first thing that they would come to, you know, like that's why Pearl Harbor happened, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so that that generates revenue, uh, and you know they they sell this. Boy, I'm looking around this whole island. I don't see a single fucking house. Um, the official population is, I think, in the hundreds, but there was some some account from like someone who'd been there. There was like there's 30 people like making their best of it, you know. Hmm. Yeah, dude, I, I don't see any fucking structures or dwellings. What's it called? You know, uh, you're going to have to spell it. Yes, I am going to have to spell it. Let's zoom out enough so that it comes back in. N-I apostrophe I-H-A-U. It's pretty dope. But yeah, hmm. that's, 
I mean, like, there's contact, you know? Like, those those people can travel freely back and forth between uh, that. It's not that far from uh, Kauai. Uh, so, you know, it's not the same as North Sentinel Island, but it's it's an exceptional case. It's a real outlier. And I wanted the people to know about this Hawaiian island that has pretty much not been touched. Hmm. Anyways. That's pretty interesting. All right. Well, that's all I got. Me too, man. Hope you have all a right. great week. I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, yeah? Have you ever seen uh, Bulletproof? It rings a bell, but I don't know. It's uh, it one, of the, Disney, Disneyland? one of the Wayans and uh, Adam Sandler. Early no. movie. No, I never. <clears throat> well, I just Googled least, Bulletproof. That was a dumb idea. There's at least half a dozen people out there that have seen that movie and know why all I can think about when I say I'm going to Disneyland is that movie. But I'm not going to do the line and I'm not going to do the impression because the podcast is over. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. See ya. <laughs> That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.